Welcome to it. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. I'm going to be with you for the next half hour, keeping you updates uh, with what's happening around the world. And we'll start with some cricket news. The Proteas play their final pool match of the 2015 Cricket World Cup tomorrow. They take on the United Arab Emirates in Wellington. A win will guarantee the Proteas finish second in Group B and will set up a quarterfinal clash against third place team in Group A, which right now looks likely to be Sri Lanka. Proteas captain A.B. de Villiers knows the importance of this game. Yeah, look, it's, a, it's a very important game. We have to win it. It's not a um, maybe we'll win it kind of, kind of game. It's a, it's a must win for us, very important. We'd really like to get to eight points and, and make sure we finish second in the, in the group. Um, that's, that's the plan for now. I, I, I wouldn't like to get too technical about it. A few guys that, 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 that I'd like to get into form as well tomorrow. Um, very good exercise once again for our bowlers to make sure they hit the hard lengths and do the basics really well. But all all round, I'd just like to see a good performance tomorrow. The captain says they're hoping to play their strongest possible 11. However, they are still sweating over the fitness of Vernon Philander, who's not seen any game time since pulling up with a hamstring strain in South Africa's loss to India. And Faf Duplessis is also struggling. Vernon, we know, is, is very close to 100%, if not 100%. And we'll just fall. Um, We'll just have a final look tomorrow morning and then um, it'd be nice to give him a go if, if he is ready. Fafi is struggling with a bit of a lower back injury um, that he's been looking after for a few months now. Um, we're not 100% sure about him and his fitness for tomorrow, but once again, we'll, we'll, those are the two guys we'll assess tomorrow morning and make the final decision. In today's other match, Sri Lanka were too strong for Minnows. Scotland in Hobart. Natalie Germanos will have an update for us later on in the show. Banyana Banyana have finished 10th out of 12 teams at the Cyprus Women's Cup. Vera Powers Chargers lost their 9th and 10th place playoff to Finland earlier today by two goals to one. We'll chat to Janine van Veik later in this evening's show as well. Six matches to look forward to in tonight's APSA Premiership. Mamelodi Sundowns up against Polokwane City at the Lucas Moripe Stadium in Attridgeville. Currently third on the log. The Brazilians will leapfrog uh, leapfrog. Pirates, rather, who beat Chipper United by two goals to nil last night. Should they pick up the three points on offer this evening? Sundown's defender Sianda Zwane says they know the importance of a win tonight. Every win is very important for, for our confidence and our team going forward because we need to collect maximum points. It all depends that we that are remaining for us to be able to compete for, 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 for the league and all the other competitions. Other matches tonight sees Ajax Cape Town host Black Aces. Supersport United travel to the Free State Stadium to play Bloom Celtic. Maritzburg United welcome league leaders. Kaiser Chiefs Swallows play Free State Stars. And Amatax host Platinum Stars. All those games kick off at 7.30. Two matches look forward to tonight in the UEFA Champions League as well. Bayern Munich welcome Shakhtar Donetsk to the Allianz Arena with a score goalless on aggregate. The other match is also deadlocked after the first leg. Chelsea host Paris Saint-Germain, but the Blues take a valuable away goal into that encounter. In golf news, Leanne Pace shot a 200 past 69 final round today for a championship total of 5 under to win the Supersport Ladies Challenge at the Swartcorp Country Club. Nabutlet Zlamini, Ashley Simon and Kim Williams finished tied for second, one stroke further back. And in cycling news, Movistar's Adriano Malori has won stage one of the Tirreno Adriatico. The Italian finished the 5.4 kilometre time trial in a time of 6 minutes and 4 seconds. Track fast, uh, Factory Racing's Fabian Cancellara lies second with BMC Racing's Greg Van Avramat finishing third. Coming up next, we chat cricket here on SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM Sports Wrap. 
was another fantastic innings from Kumar Sangakkara in Sri Lanka's victory over Scotland. Natalie Jamanis filed this report. At the Bellarive Oval in Hobart, Sri Lanka were up against Scotland in what was their final group match of the tournament and certainly were looking to improve on their net run rate, which prior to the game was in the negative. Sri Lanka scored 363 for nine after they chose to bat first. There was an early wicket of Lahara Tiramani who fell in the sixth over with a score on just 21. But then Tilakaratni Dilshan and Kumar Sangakkara came together and showed their dominance at the top of the order yet again, taking the score up to two. 216, where Telekaratni Dilshan eventually lost his wicket, caught by Callum McLeod of the bowling of Josh Davey for 104 of 99 deliveries. He hit 10 fours and 1-6 in the innings with a strike rate of just over 105. Kamar Sangakkara went on to make his fourth consecutive 100 in the, to- in the tournament and became the first player ever to score four consecutive 100s in one-day internationals. Sangakkara eventually was also dismissed by Davey, caught by the wicketkeeper Matt Cross for 124 of 95 deliveries with 13 fours and four sixes. Angela Matthews hit 51 from 21 with one four and six sixes with four, four of them coming in a row. He was trying to go for the fifth six in a row, but eventually he was caught by Coleman off the bowling of Mason. Matthews unfortunately did seem to sustain a bit of an injury as well in the field when Sri Lanka were bowling. Hopefully it's nothing serious. He seemed to turn over his ankle, had to go off for some treatment and was off for quite some time. Eventually Sri Lanka made 363 for 9 in their 50 overs with not too many of their lower order batsmen contributing and in the end Scotland finished the innings pretty well. Josh Davey picked up 3 for 63 in 8 overs and is now the leading wicket taker in the tournament while Alistair Evans took 2 for 72 in 10 overs and Richie Barrington picked up 2 for 31 in the 6.1 overs that he bowled. In Scotland's chase of 364, they lost the early wicket of Kyle Kutzer, one of their best batsmen so far in the tournament, while Callum McLeod, who has promised a lot, in the end only made 11 and completed what has been a bit of a miserable tournament for him. 60 runs came from Preston Momsen, though, the captain, and he faced 75 balls with seven fours to his name. Freddie Coleman hits his highest score in one-day internationals, making 70 from 74 with seven fours to his name and shared in a good partnership with Preston Momsen. But once they were dismissed, the innings fell away and they were bowled out for 215 in the 44th over. Nwan Kulasekara picked up 3 for 20 in 7 overs. So while Chimera, playing in just his second ODI for Sri Lanka, took 3 for 51 in 7.1 overs. Lasith Malinga was yet again economical with his 9 overs going for just 29 and he picked up 2 wickets. Sri Lanka now currently sit on second on the table after playing 6 matches, winning 4 and losing 2 and now have 8 points. Their net run rate is point. Three seven one, but Australia are still yet to play Scotland. More than likely, they'll take two points from that, which means Sri Lanka have a good chance of finishing in third, which means they'll play their quarter-final in Sydney. Natalie Jamanis for SAFM Sport. Did you know vitamins and minerals are required by the body to grow, develop and function normally and to support a healthy immune system? Did you know antioxidants can prevent free radicals from causing cell damage? Did you know rooibos is rich in flavonoids and has an anti-aging effect? Gontha Health has combined multivitamins, minerals, antioxidants and rooibos extract into one product, Oxyvite, an advanced liquid formulation for better absorption. Oxyvite syrup for adults and Oxyvite syrup for children is now available at pharmacies and health shops. More information at gothahealth.co.za. The exciting APSA Premiership continues with a bang this weekend. 
Your football weekend starts on Friday at 8 when the Chile Boys take on Amazulu at Nelson Mandela Bay. On Saturday, Rise and Shine go up against Bloemfontein Celtic at Old Pitamokaba Stadium. Then at Mbombela Stadium, catch the spectacular showdown between Amazayoni and Muraka Swallows. Both these games kick off at half past three. Tickets available from 40 Rand. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Join us this Throwback Thursday on Top Billing for some favorite celebrity weddings. Brian and Janine become the Habanas. Kanye Somo and Chinezi Chiyoke say I do. Romeo and Basitana Kumalo make a media super couple. Kurt Darren decides there's only one Macy for him. And David Gao takes the cake, but his bride steals his heart. Don't miss Top Billing this Thursday night at 8.30. Repeat Sunday at 12.30. Find it on 3. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tuned into SAFM Sports Wrap. It is a Wednesday evening and we chatted to Banyana Banyana coach Vera Powell last night ahead of South Africa's final match, the ninth and 10th place playoff. Uh, it's uh, against Finland today. That match has concluded as we reported at the top of the show. South Africa losing that one by two goals to one. We join now by Janine from Vake. Janine, welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for your time. Uh, hard luck on, on that loss today. Uh, uh, but uh, as far as an overall for the tournament, I know it was a bit of a last-minute thing. Are you satisfied with the way things have panned out? Yes, it's been a good tournament for us. Good preparation, actually, for us ahead of our qualifiers um, starting next week. Um, we, we gained a lot. We learned a lot from this tournament by playing into high-profile teams and international teams. I'm very satisfied with that we, we came out with a win. And obviously, all these teams that we... We played in our group as participators in the World Cup before, and obviously we didn't get um, the, the greatest of results, but performance-wise, we, we looked absolutely good out there. Um, obviously, a few things that we still need to work on as a team going forward, but um, nonetheless, we did really well, and considering that we only had one week in preparation ahead of the tournament, we did extremely, extremely well. So I'm happy with the, the performance of the players, and... We can only move forward from here. Gene, you mentioned only a week to, to prepare for this. New Zealand was uh, originally scheduled in to, to play. They withdrew. Banyana Banyana got the call and, and you guys headed over there. So uh, from an organisational point of view, you're, you obviously would have liked to have more time to prepare for this sort of thing. But uh, in, in the group stages, two losses, one win, you, that's a pretty decent performance. And uh, according to the coach, you probably could have won more. Yes, we could have won more. Um, we had a, a few games in our hands that we actually gave them the game and we we made our, our mistake that they capitalized on in, in our goal. And, um, you know, it wasn't that we couldn't compete at all. We did really well by competing against this team. And um, it just shows that we are, are capable of playing into, uh, on the international level. Um, it's just that we needed more time in preparation, but we didn't have... but. Obviously, the coach grabbed the opportunity with both hands because she knows um, how much we actually needed to play international friendly because we don't get to do that very often. Um, but it was good for us. And, you know, as I said, the, the team can only move up from here and um, hopefully it will show in the next few uh, games that we play the African teams. Yeah, I mean, this this tournament was a, a great way to warm up, get the, the squad in camp, essentially, and, and just get some really top-quality opposition ahead of those qualifiers because at the end of the day, I mean, that's probably more important than this tournament, although this is a great warm-up. Yes, definitely. Um, it's always good to play international teams. 
Um, you know, it, it's, it's a tough battle out there each and every single game that you go out and play. Um, and it was just, just that. I mean, Mexico, the first game was very tough. Uh, we had one day uh, recovery and we had to play our second match. And then the, after the second match, we only had three days for, for or two days recovery to play the third match. So um, it was kind of tough in, in that sense. But we managed as a team. Uh, the coach did really well to, to recover us properly mentally and physically um, for, for these games. But these are the kind of things that you'll deal with when you, when you get to the top level. And you just have to you know, manage through it and try and push through. Let's talk about uh, the, the sort of schedule that you've got over the next week or so with those qualifiers. Uh, what, what things looking like for Banyana Banyana, Jimmy? Um, we have our first qualification for um, the Olympic Games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know that we're playing Botswana in, our, in the first qualification for Olympic Games and all Africa Games. So I'm not pretty sure which one we use right now at the moment. Um, but we will be facing Botswana next week Friday um, away. So the, the team will go home um, for a couple of days, two days or so, and take a good rest and come back uh, with a fresh mind and fresh fresh body um, up against them next week Friday. So I think the team will do really well, considering that we've done extremely well every year in Cyprus. And we just have to go and show them that what we actually learned every year and put it on on the field against Botswana. Obviously, African football, the styles are very different to what's been played in, in Europe and what you've just come up against. Do you, do you think uh, the, the sort of tests that you've had in, in these four games are, are going to suit you well and, and you're pretty confident you can, you can beat Botswana? Most definitely. Um, with the flexibility that we have in the team, I mean, we played these three quality, high-profile teams over here in Cyprus. And um, I just, our flexibility showed on the field where we had to change uh, systems within our play. Um, to adapt to the opponents and that just shows that not, not many um, teams are capable of doing that and we have that within our team so if we have to go up against the last of Botswana I think with what we have prepared till this far uh, I'm pretty confident that we can go out and get a good convincing win over Botswana. Janine from Vague, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us here on SAFM Sports Trap this evening. I know you guys are heading to the finals evening, Canada up against England. Enjoy that. And uh, we look forward to, to seeing you back at home and, and good luck for, for the, the final bit of preparation ahead of that qualify against Botswana. Thanks, Brad, and thanks for all the support back. Really appreciate it. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tune into SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, we reported on it last night. By the time we wrapped up last evening, South Africa were leading Switzerland by one goal to nil in their final pool game of the World Hockey League that's taking place, uh, or the Hockey World League, rather, that's taking place uh, down in Cape Town. It is round two, and I can tell you they did go on to win that one by two goals to nil. So a fantastic win for South Africa. It means that they end uh, top of their pool ahead of the quarter finals and we join now by South African coach Fabian Gregory. Fabian, welcome on to the show. Congratulations on uh, last night's win 2-0. Uh, a little bit messy towards the end. Yeah, Brett, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it was a quite a difficult game because um, I don't know, the wind in Cape Town is a, is a bit extreme at the moment, but in saying that, I think it was difficult for both teams, but yeah, I think our performance wasn't probably the, the performance we would have hoped, hoped for, but 
nevertheless, I'm excited about the win because it gives us three points. We end up topping our pool, which is what we had set ourselves up at the beginning of the event. Yeah, an ugly win's better than a pretty loss, I guess. And, and like you say, top of the pool, that's uh, mission one of this competition uh, accomplished. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, always, it, it sets us up for, for a nice quarterfinal, which um, we, we definitely need to, to up our game a little bit and obviously start a little bit stronger um, that we, than what we did last night. I think um, gen- generally in our conversations last night and in the team meetings we had today, we were quite disappointed with um, and more the players than uh, than me, but um, I'll look at the team performance and the players are quite disappointed with the individual performance. I think there were quite a few players who, who didn't live up to the normal standard that they set themselves. Um, but in saying that, I think we, we, we did well, uh, considering that we kept a clean sheet last night, which is something that we were a bit disappointed with in the previous two games. We were a bit loose on the defensive side in, in the previous two games, but I thought defensively we definitely tightened up, and I think our goalkeeper, Rafi Erasmus, Rafi Peterson deserves a lot of credit for his performance last night. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and that must give you give you some heart as a, as a coach as well, though, Fabian. That uh, despite the, a two 0 win, if you look at it on paper, yes, fantastic three points, but the players aren't satisfied with that. They want to do better. Yeah, for sure. It's always it's also good to have some senior players in the group who who themselves set set good standards for themselves, and I think Austin is one of them that also sets high standards for himself, but demands more from his teammates as well, and he's a very driven. Um, captain as well, so it's been good that the players that we got the win out of the out of the way, and and also that we came up with a clean sheet. But the players know what the shortcomings were, and we tried to correct those in video today. So um, we're expecting a much better performance tomorrow, and also it's a it's a playoff game. And yeah, if we win, we make a semi final, which is a good incentive for the players, and that's it sets us sets us up nicely for the weekend if we can perform well tomorrow. Which I'm confident we will come to the party, and we've played really well as a unit. Um, and everything that we've set ourselves up, our, we wanted to score some field goals. We also know that we have a deadly penalty corner um, on on the attack, and we want to make sure that these opportunities we get, we want to we want to make sure we score from them. Fabian, the the, the shift and, and the focus and and of this tournament now changes to to a knockout format. Does that change the way you approach this game, quarterfinal tomorrow against Azerbaijan? Do you do you keep doing what you've done, or, or do you change the way you're going to play? I wouldn't say we're going to change anything where we're going to play. We, we, we pride ourselves on our attacking system. And, and one of the good things came, coming out of last night's game is that defensively we were very sound. So I think we, it gives us confidence going into the quarterfinal knowing that our defense has come to the party in the last game and we hope that they're going to be consistent in their level of performance. But I think from an attacking perspective, we always like to play an expansive type of game and knowing that we have the ability to score goals. But it also gives you a good puts you in a good frame of mind knowing that defensively the guys are sound um, and they're going to keep the door closed. With, with the quarterfinals, is is it uh, a case of just focusing on this one or are you looking ahead? Obviously, France topped the other pool and, and they're looking pretty good as well. And and as we spoke in the build-up to this tournament, the top three teams uh, qualify for, for the next leg of this uh, sort of tournament championship, if you want to have it. Uh, are, are you focusing just on the next one or are you looking ahead and, and making plans for those? Now, we would be quite foolish if we're thinking too far ahead and not respecting the opposition we're facing the next game. So all our focus and energy have been focused on, on Azerbaijan and, and getting making sure that we win the semi, the winning the quarterfinal. And then we focus on the next game. But we definitely want to fo- put all our energies into this game and making sure that uh, gi- giving a good performance, but also making sure that we tick all the boxes going forward to, to a possible semi-final. But definitely Azerbaijan in 24 hours' time is the next target.
As far as the squad goes, Fabian, injury-wise, are we looking pretty good? Anybody you, you worried about? No, I think injury-wise, um, it's one of the events that I can actually say that we've done really well from a managing perspective and also the players um, behave really professionally, that they look after their bodies, making sure that if there's any niggles, they make sure they spend enough time with the physio and they also get enough treatment. And they also know how to treat the bodies in the aspect that they rest sufficiently. So no injuries as such. I think um, individually players more worried about a little bit of form coming into into the quarterfinal tomorrow. But I'm confident that we've done enough prep and we've had a good training session um, this morning. And I had, and I know for a fact that yeah, that the the result tomorrow is the one that the players are more interested in. It all takes place tomorrow evening, 6.30. It's the final of the quarterfinals, uh, so to speak. South Africa up against Azerbaijan, uh, Hartley Vale, Cape Town. If you're on the area, head down there and support the lads. Uh, Fabian Gregory, good luck tomorrow. We look forward to to chatting again, and and, uh, we'll be keeping fingers crossed and sending positive vibes. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Brad. Would well definitely relay the good wishes to the team. SAFM Sports Wrap. A more European Tour golf taking place tomorrow in South Africa. It's the 20 Open at the Pretoria Country Club. Michael Flismus joins us now. Michael, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Another four days of uh, exciting golf to look forward to. And uh, Ross Fisher, defending champion back in South Africa, and he's uh, hoping to make it two out of two with the 20 Open. Yeah, another great four days of, of European Tour golf in South Africa, Brad. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a fabulous time of the golf season in South Africa for us. Um, we get uh, some strong European fields out here and some good South African players. And um, challenging for that as well. As you mentioned, Ross Fisher back to defend his title. Um, it's a course that I don't think suits his kind of game. He's a, he's a strong driver of the golf ball. He likes long, narrow um, golf courses where, where, you know, the place is a premium on driving and length. And, and this is, um, this is more a classic style golf course. It requires a bit of imagination, a bit of touch, um, and a bit of uh, creativity. So uh, I think that's the kind of player it's going to suit a lot more. But, um, but yes, it's a, it's a really strong field, a good European tour field, and uh, a good strong South African field as well. The South Africans certainly feeling like they want to stamp their authority again, yeah? Um, having, uh, of, the, of the three European tour events we've had in South Africa this year, um, an Englishman, Andy Sullivan, has won two of them, and only Trevor Fisher Jr., a South African winner. So uh, the local boys certainly want to come good again. Yeah, we're two for one uh, against the Europeans. Before we touch on the South Africans in the field, who to look out for? Who, who do you reckon is going to be a threat from uh, a European or international perspective? Well, it's a very strong one. You've got, um, you know, you do have your, your likes of uh, the Italian, Eduardo Molinari, uh, Matteo Manassera. I know Manassera hasn't been playing good golf, but it's such a fine line with these players between uh, a loss of form and uh, playing great golf again. Uh, you've got Jeet Mukha Singh here, the Indian great. Um, you've got, uh, you mentioned Ross Fisher. He's, he's in the field and uh, he's had a great start to his year. So uh, it's not to say that he can't find something yeah, but um, yeah, Todd Sinnott, the, uh, the the young Aussie player, he's an exciting player to look out for. I watched him at the development clinic today uh, in Mabupani, and, uh, and and he's a really a tall player, hits the ball a long way, and I think um, he's, there's a lot of excitement around what he's going to do on the circuit. So uh, certainly a good mix of uh, some uh, some European players to look out for. 
As far as the South African contingent, uh, Trevor Fisher Jr. had a had a had a pretty decent weekend. He'll be happy with that and and take some some uh, confidence out. So someone like Yaku van Sale, who who's also had a, a pretty good two weeks. He probably faded in the last round uh, at the uh, at the, the at the Africa Open last time out, but uh, he's also definitely one to watch. I think. Yes, Trevor Fisher Jr. I think is going to be a little bit weary, a little bit uh, tired, and and he looks it. Um, you know, the uh, the victory took a lot out of him, and he's been dealing with all the uh, the, the spoils that come with uh, winning a maiden European Tour title. But um, but yeah, Yaku Fonsell. I mean, how good is Yaku Fonsell? He just disappears from the game for uh, a year and a bit. Um, because of, of surgery and the knee issues that he had and, and just comes back and is immediately a factor again. He's right up there on the order of merit. He's just a, an unbelievable talent, just one of those players that, that knows how to earn a living out of this game and do it well. So, uh, so yes, I think uh, he, he will be somebody to watch. And, uh, and yes, I mean, you know, you've got your George Kutsia. This is, this is uh, his home ground advantage. It's a golf course he's uh, been playing since he was 10 years old. In fact, on his 10th birthday, won his first golf tournament uh, at Pretoria Country Club. Shot 49 over nine holes and one by two in what was then the Gary Player Week, they called it, for junior players. Yeah, Richard Sterney uh, also played his junior golf on this golf course. So uh, I think those, they're going to be the ones that you're going to look for for local advantage here. Michael Flissmas, thank you very much for that. We'll have live updates throughout the Twine Open this coming weekend. But earlier today, Mike Green from the Sunshine Tour caught up with defending champion Ross Fisher. And this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say. I suppose the memories will come flooding back because, like you say, it was a couple of different scenarios. You know, I've got a new caddy and a different golf course this week. But, uh, yeah, it's always nice to come back and, uh, and defend the title. You know, it's only the... What, the fifth time I'll be I'll be doing it, so uh, yeah, just excited to to be back in South Africa again playing, um, and just looking forward to the week ahead. You, you had a practice round <coughs> around the course uh, today. Initial mm-hmm. impressions? Yeah, obviously very different to uh, you know where I won last year. Um, a lot shorter, a lot more fiddly, a um, lot of positional play off the tee. You know, a lot of irons, uh, not many drivers. But um, you know, condition of the course looks uh, looks pretty decent. Um, I think it looks like you're probably going to have to make the most of the good greens in the mornings um, to make your score. Because I'd say by the afternoon they might get a little little soft and quite difficult to hold putts on because they're they're still pretty quite uh, quite receptive, very soft out there. So uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, get out there, play some uh, play some good golf, and see what happens. Licking your chops a little bit because I think you forgive the word. A bit of a fiddly player yourself. You like thinking your way around golf courses. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, an an adaptation that we have to make as players. You know, we don't generally play these types of golf courses, so uh, it's obviously very different. You know, obviously for me, I'd obviously prefer to be on like quite long golf courses that are quite tight because you know driving is my strength. So you know, it's going to be a little bit uh, different this week. You know, your wedges are going to have to be sharp and. Gonna have to uh, get a hot putter because I'd imagine the scoring is pretty good this week with with good weather and uh, some uh, some quality players here this week. So uh, just uh, just looking forward to the challenge and uh, you know hopefully the game can uh, can live up to that and stay in good uh, good work in order. You've had great finishes in the, the Ned Bank and in Abu Dhabi this year. How pleased mm-hmm. are you with the way the season started for you overall? Yeah, it's been good. Been very good. Uh, like you say, Sun City was was a was a great start. 
um, and then the three weeks in the desert was was pretty decent. And uh, you know, coming off the back of last week at Doral, you know, coming back after my poor opening round um, was really really pleasing. The you know, game's in good shape, so uh, hopefully I can uh, bring my form that I had last week at Doral into uh, this week here. And you're playing with George Kutsia the first two days. He knows mm-hmm. this course at the back of his hand. Will you be uh, trying to trying to tap into his brain props for a few hints on the on the way round? No, I mean George is a different player to me. We're all we all play our own game, so uh, you know, like I say, I played 18 holes this morning, so I was hitting clubs off tees to see where they'd where they put us if they were too far or not far enough. So uh, I'm sure myself and Woody will come up with our own game plan, whether it'll be the same as George or or slightly different. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, you know, I'm feeling comfortable and confident out there. So uh, yeah, just looking forward to getting out there. Like you say, playing with George and. Uh, Think another South African Jet player, yeah. Jack Blair. So uh, yeah, sure we'll have a lot of fun. Thank you. It's the exhilarating Absa Premiership weekend on Saturday at quarter past eight. It's the Pretoria Derby. Catch the live clash between Matatanza and Amatags at Lucas Muripe Stadium. Your disco weekend continues on Sunday when Dikwena take on Maritzburg United at the Royal Bafuking Stadium at half past three. Tickets available from Forty Rand. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Postbank is offering you safe and affordable banking. Get the Flexi, Aspire and Mzante debit cards that offer daily transactions and are accepted at all Visa branded stores. Choose from our various products such as SmartSafe, Bakoti Stockfell Account, TermSafe and TermSafe Plus and earn competitive interest rates. For more info, visit your local post office branch or go to postoffice.co.za. Postbank is a registered financial service provider. The SA Post Office. We deliver whatever it takes. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. We're back again tomorrow with the PSL radio show Second Jalo on a Thursday, 6.30 with Dwayne DeLocker. I'll be back tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. And don't forget, you can get some more sport action with Janet Whitten tomorrow morning at 6 on AM Live. Coming up next, it is the talk shop here on South Africa's news and information leader. But before that, though, it's uh, time for some more news from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can tweet us. Just look for SAFM Sports Wrap. You can find us on Facebook as well. And don't forget, you can also catch the podcast on IONO FM of the show. Until tomorrow, have yourself a great one. Cheers.